This is episode number 128 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Hey there, welcome to High Impact Leaders. I'm your host, Doug Stannard of the Leaders Institute, and our goal is to help you build strong teams while growing a successful business. On this episode, I'm going to cover a few ways that you can increase productivity within your team without hiring new personnel. As the economy becomes even more uncertain, many of us are beginning to hold off on hiring new personnel or investing in infrastructure. So when times are tough, how do you keep morale high and keep productivity high as well? I'm going to give you a few tips on this episode. By the way, the episode is brought to you by leadersinstitute.com. For details about leadership development and how to create a team culture within your organization, visit www.leadersinstitute.com. And if you have questions or comments for me, you can tweet me at Doug Stannert or contact me via my website at leadersinstitute.com. All right, so let's get on with today's episode. So the title today is, Can Team Building Increase Productivity in a Recession? And the answer to that is, well... It kind of depends. So when when the economy slows, company leaders have to be very cautious with every expense. Uh, we often put off hiring new employees until more certainty kind of develops in the market. And when we do this, though, team members end up having to do more to make up for the lack of that personnel. So eight-hour days may increase sometimes to nine-hour days or 10-hour days. So interestingly, these team members will will develop these natural efficiencies. They, they'll figure out shortcuts. They'll figure out ways to do things faster. People naturally find ways to do more with less. But eventually, you're going to get to a point where there just aren't enough hours in the day. And when this happens, how do you keep morale higher? How do you help your team members stay positive and looking forward? And as time goes on, you know morale can kind of drop. So at this point... Leaders will look for a fun way to build to build morale, to build that teamwork. They may investigate organizing a, a team building activity. So in this situation, can team building activities help you increase productivity? And, and can, can we avoid the expense of adding new personnel in the process? Um, also, this process can be more difficult in a down economy. <laughs> so um so basically, the answer to all of those questions is it depends, and it depends on a couple of different things. And before I kind of explain this, let me kind of give you the two different types of things that people are are likely to want to do in a down economy. Um, they'll sometimes confuse morale building team activities with productivity building activities, uh, and you don't really want to confuse those two because a lot of times what happens is is organizations, people will will use the word team building in an almost generic kind of term. And uh, and they'll use it for both morale building activities and also productivity building activities. But confusing those two can actually be a very costly mistake. So you want to be very, very careful. Um, so let's before I kind of get into some of the tips, let me kind of cover the difference between those two types of activities and what they can be used for. Uh, by the way, each one of these types of activities, each type of the, each type of training, has a, a use. It, it's it's got a purpose. The problem occurs though when leaders want to improve productivity, 
but they schedule a morale building activity and well as instead. And so um, that's where it can kind of, you can shoot yourself in the foot. Uh, So although people will often call both of these types of activity, quote unquote, team building, the activities themselves get totally different results. And so you got to be very careful. Both are are needed, by the way, to create a team culture, but quite often leaders will schedule one type of activity, hoping that they're going to get the needed result from the other. And and a lot of times they're going to be sorely disappointed when they do that. So the first type of activity that we talked about was morale building activities. And and these things are best used for like a a reward or to build camaraderie, especially temporary camaraderie. These things, by the way, can include just about anything that adds fun to the workplace. The the team can go out to lunch together, or you might schedule an office holiday party, or uh, it could include some type of entertainment style activity at a regular meeting. Each of those items provides a shared experience that builds temporary camaraderie, and they also provide a fun relief to the normal kind of day-to-day rat race. Um, and and product, productivity, by the way, will sometimes improve. In fact, often it will improve and sometimes really dramatically when morale improves. However, an increase in morale doesn't always cause the team to be more productive. <laughs> For instance, a manager can give the entire team the whole week off. Well, morale is going to skyrocket, but productivity is going to drop to zero for that week. And so morale building activities like team outings, though, are, and parties, they're they're really important. They're an important part of the the uh, of creating a good team atmosphere. But uh, but they they can't entirely replace productivity building events and activities, though. Um, and by the way, one of the biggest downfalls, I guess, of the morale building activities is that the results are kind of temporary. Uh, for instance, um, one of the things that that we kind of specialize in at our company is we do a lot of charity team building activities. We'll do these at annual meetings and they can be a great way to improve morale. So this type of team building activity can combine a few really nice results. You know, first, they generate great public relations, great PR um, without increasing a lot, increasing the cost of the meeting a lot. Um, also, if they're organized well, you can actually boost morale and add some fun to a regular meeting. For instance, most conventions are, are going to have some type of entertainment. And if nothing else, you'll you'll probably schedule some type of company outing during one of these annual meetings or annual conventions. So instead of taking everybody to a ball game, many companies will opt to do like a charity bike build, or they might organize a, a team obstacle course to create gift sol- gift boxes for, for soldiers. Uh, and when teams participate in an event like this, they build fantastic camaraderie. They see their coworkers in a different light. However, the drawback is that the team atmosphere created can be very temporary. Morale has to be nourished every day. It's one of those things that you have to continually do. So if you just do one fun activity a year and then do nothing else the rest of the year, you're, you could get, you have the potential anyway to get negative results from your team. And as a result, you'll, you'll want to schedule activities like this fairly regularly. You'll, you'll want the individual team members to get to interact with each other in a, in a fun way and, and really build camaraderie. For instance, let's say that, that you're a healthy person who eats really, really well every single day. Then you have a fantastic three-course meal with your friends and family, 
And that meal is going to be memorable. It's it's something that is going to be special, right? You've now created an experience, not only for yourself, but for your friends and family. However, if you if you have that same meal, if you give that same meal to a starving person, somebody who maybe hasn't eaten very well in in days or maybe a week, that person is going to have a fantastic experience, but the next day they're going to be hungry again. So, uh, and it's the same thing with our teams. Your teams have to be nourished consistently too. And that kind of brings us to the second type of activity, which is the productivity building team activities. And they, they help teams build skills. So in addition to building morale, a team also needs to develop new skills in order to keep them productive over a, a longer period of time. Um, so productivity building activities are their training programs or their in, innovations that help teams do more with less. This may simply be uh, investing in better tools for your team. Uh, in other cases, sometimes we may have to, you know, kind of stop our normal day-to-day activities and sharpen the axe, so to speak. And one of Stephen Covey's principles was to sharpen your saw. And he, I think he actually got that from a, it's an old kind of story about a woodsman who was once asked, you know, what would you do if you just had five minutes to chop down a tree? And he answered, I'd spend the first two and a half minutes sharpening my ax. <laughs> so you got a short period of time. You want to make sure that that ax is really sharp. And that's what really what we want to do with our team members as well. So here, here's an example. Our instructors sometimes travel two or three or more times sometimes per week. And so as a result, we can sometimes miss getting the best price travel fees because by the time we get back to the office from our current trip, it may be too late to get the best price for the next trip. And, and uh, we may be on the, on the road. So it, it prevents us from, you know, a lot of times we're using our cell phones to make our travel arrangements versus our computers. And so to fix this, we just added an automated report in our CRM, in our customer uh, relationship manager. So the moment that an instructor gets a new assignment, assignment to, to go teach a program somewhere, they get an automated notification from the CRM. The, CR, the notification, it's got the date, it's got the time, it's got the location, all of the stuff that they're going to need to book their travel for the event. So that report saves them time. It saves the instructor time and it also saves them effort. So he or she also has the option to forward the report to one of our admins who can make the travel arrangements for them. So that solution increased our productivity and it decreased our cost. And it didn't take a whole, it just took a little bit of time to program the CRM to kind of do that for us. So sometimes you know, we think of sharpening the saw as, or sharpening the axe as, as putting people into formal training programs and to help them be more productive. But sometimes the solutions are right in front of us. We just have to kind of look for them. So when you develop these, these training programs or innovations, one of the things to kind of keep in mind that, that helps build both the morale and the productivity is to train team members together. A mentor of mine, he once told me that you can't build a team by training individuals. <laughs> you build a team by training the individuals together. And I didn't really understand the power of this advice until I started my own business, but I, I understand it more and more and more as my company grows and grows. For instance, Many companies will offer tuition assistance for their employees, and this seems like a really good investment. However, what often happens in this situation is that the company will invest a ton of money 
into the development of a single employee. And then eventually that person, a lot of times will just kind of up and leave the company and go work for a competitor. And by the way, this happens because that individual employee is growing and becoming more professional and becoming more productive, but the team as a whole, the team that they're a part of, kind of stays stagnant. And so they feel they feel like uh, they're they're growing, but their team members aren't. However, if the team grows together, they feel like they're a part of something bigger. I'll give you a good example of this. Apple decided uh, a while back to eliminate their cash registers. And in, in, when you're at when you're at an Apple store, and and in fact, if you any employee there at Apple can use their smartphone to ring up any item in the store for purchases. So it's doing something that nobody else is doing. So their employees who've been trained in this new technology feel like they're a part of of kind of an elite group. They're, they're unique because they work for Apple. They're different from other retail stores. So whether they are or not doesn't really matter. The team believes that they're ahead of the curve. So customers can go to any Apple employee and within seconds create a purchase. <laughs> they the the uh, the employee will send the receipt to the customer via email, and that customer can be on his or her way really really quickly and efficiently. So in that situation, productivity goes up, costs decrease, profit increases, and as a bonus, the employees feel more a part of a team atmosphere. So as you kind of think about different ways that you can invest in your team and build more of a team atmosphere, one of the things that we always suggest folks do is that if you're going to be training your team members together, focus on things that we call soft skills, because they're going to build both the morale and the skills to, to make your team more productive. Um, so, so this is kind of a third type of training that a lot of times gets overlooked. Soft skills training helps team members build morale while developing the skills to increase that productivity. Uh, give you a good example of this. We, a couple of weeks ago, I did a combo program for NASA for the, the astro, not the astronauts, but the engineers at NASA. And, um, and the group had team members that were there in Florida where we were at uh, Cape Kennedy. And they also had employees in Houston and then uh, SpaceX is in California. They had a lot of their folks in SpaceX, I think a few in Denver as well. So during the pandemic, many of the new team members uh, were in other parts of the world as well. So um, when, when we started this session, um, we, we basically designed kind of two parts. First, we did a fun and interactive communication training session. So this was the soft skill stuff. Now, classroom training, a lot of times people think of it as being boring, but if you add fun activities along the way, participants participants begin to laugh and enjoy working with each other. And they, they learn faster, by the way, when they're having fun. So, uh, and then once we kind of developed that those skill sets help them be better communicators and listeners and things like that. Then we just added a fun bike build to the end of the meeting. And uh, this gave them a chance to kind of cut loose and, and in the meeting on a more emotional note. So basically as these team members boarded planes to go back home, they were thinking, they were probably thinking something like, man, it's so nice to work for an organization who believes in their team. And at the same time gives back to others in, in the, in need or in their community. So basically they created a win, win, win scenario. A lot of times we're taught to create win, win scenarios, but if you're able to get something that's good for you, get something that's good for your company and your team, and also benefits the the, the community, it's a win-win-win scenario. So everybody kind of improves. So um, one of the questions that I often get get are what exactly are soft skills and how 
how do they improve productivity, right? So hard skills are basically essentially the things, the skills that people need to kind of do their jobs within a company. For, for instance, hard skills for an engineer might be calculus or physics or trigonometry, something like that. Soft skills are skills that improve productivity no matter what specific role that person has within an organization. So they're going to include things like communication skills, presentation skills, persuasion, leadership, mentoring, any of those types of things. So if if you aren't an engineer, you may have little use for calculus or physics or trigonometry. However, no matter what role you're in, the better you communicate, the more successful you'll likely be. So when teams train together in the soft skills area, they often develop a team culture, just like with the Apple technology that, that we talked about before, team members feel like they're a part of a unique team. Their, their elite team is different from most organizations because most organizations don't train this way. For example, a commercial construction company hired me once to, to help them deliver high-level sales presentations better. When they when they compete for big projects, they often have to do a presentation for the the buyers. And we conducted a series of presentation skills classes with the teams of of presenters. And because they trained in that skill set together, they developed more of a team culture that showed up when they were presenting together. And quite often at the end of the presentations, the buyers would actually say something like, you know, we chose you, we chose your group because you just seem to work so well together. So that team culture showed because the individuals within the group had been trained in soft skills together. They saw themselves as having an advantage over the other presenters, and they did. They had one. So basically, can team building increase productivity in your team? You know, can if you're developing presentation skills or people skills or coaching skills or mentoring skills or other soft skills, can that really help your teams become more productive? Absolutely. The, the team members just need to go through the training as a team. So if your budget won't allow you to hire new personnel right away, try training your, your current team. And as your team becomes more productive, profit's going to grow, and then you'll be able to expand as the economy improves. I, I remember, uh, you know, my college football coach, he, he, he used to tell us, you know, you don't fight for records and you don't fight for awards. You fight for the guy who's next to you in the trenches <laughs> and creating a team culture so that every team member is fighting for their, their coworkers in the trenches. Uh, and when you do that, um, you, you'll be able to move quickly as things start to improve in the marketplace. All right. So I hope you enjoyed the, the session. We'll see you next week. Thanks for a lot for being a part of High Impact Leaders. Bye, y'all.